there, this is Jen Wade, part of the core team here at Springs Church. We just want to say thank you so much for joining us and listening to our podcast. We are praying that it encourages you and it inspires you. And if you'd like to find out more about Springs Church, please visit our website, springschurch.co.uk. Here's today's message. Bless you, church. Let's take our seats. Thanks for praying, Joel. Appreciate that. You just turn to your neighbour, give me a little poke in the ribs and say, oi, God loves you. <laughs> Can someone tap Eleanor? She's on her own. <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> hey! Quality. I love that, Stella. Any more heckling, just make sure it's positive, all right. <laughs> Look at someone behind you and let them know God knows you by name. God knows you by name. God knows you by name. (laughs) Oh, how good it is to be with family this afternoon. Oh, it's so good to be with you. And uh, what a privilege this is. Isn't it great that we get to do this together? Isn't it amazing? Oh, amazing, amazing, amazing. And, and so, this afternoon, if you don't remember anything else, this is your first time to church, and your last time to church because you hate it, can you just do one thing and just remember this, that God absolutely adores you. You may not know that, or receive that, or understand it, or even want to hear it, but the truth of the Christian faith is this, that God loves you. God loves us. He knows us by name. Do you know something incredible? The scriptures tell us that when we come to faith in Jesus, our names, our names, no matter how much we like our names or don't like our names, our names are written in a book called the Book of Life, the Lamb's Book of Life. Once your name is down, you are getting in, son. And, uh, and so we are a privileged people. God knows us by name. We're going to be talking about the heart today. So it's very personal. We've all got a heart, haven't we? We have, we have. No, some people are like, no, we have all got a heart. This is a very personal message. This is a back-to-basics kind of a message. A couple of weeks ago, I spoke on the theme of grace. And then last week, Pastor John spoke on the theme of truth. And today, we're going to go back to basics, and we're going to talk about the heart and all that that entails. I've got a question for you. Well, first question, is this a bit loud? Yeah, we'll take it down a little bit. Also, I'm a bit shouty. I'm one of them, ain't I? My question to start us off is this, why does God care so much? Why does God care about our hearts at all? I think there's a clue, I think there's a key given in the book of Ecclesiastes. Uh, if you're feeling particularly down in the dumps, don't read Ecclesiastes, it'll depress you even more. All right? But Ecclesiastes is a fantastic, fantastic book, it just says it how it is. And, and Solomon, he writes this, he said that he, that's God, has made everything beautiful in its time. Can I just say this uh, this afternoon, that if you are alive, if your heart is beating right now, you are beautiful in your time. That's what the scriptures say. He's made everything beautiful in its time. It is beautiful that we get to be in the room together this afternoon. But then Solomon writes this. He says, also, God has put eternity in the heart of men or eternity in man's heart. Why does God care so much about your heart? It's because part of what makes us human is the heart that God has given us. And the scriptures tell us that God has set eternity in our hearts. There's something about forever about you and about me. 
And since we're made in the image of God who is forever, and since he's put his spark of life in us, and since he's given us a heart and a soul, there is a foreverness about us. That's why the Lord cares so much about your heart. Is that good news this afternoon? Is it? He's made everything beautiful in its time. God is forever. He's eternal. He's immortal. God's heart for us is the eternal part of us would be eternally connected with him for eternity. Our heart matters to God because he wants us to be eternally forever connected, forever one with him. What a beautiful thought that is. That God just didn't just start off creation and then just let us get on with it. He's not an impersonal God who's not interested. He's a personal God who created us and gosh, he wants us to thrive. What happens in our hearts really, really matters. What does it matter what happens in, the, uh, in our hearts? What is what happen, happens in our hearts matter to God? It's because what happens in our hearts plays out in our lives. Whatever we give our hearts attention to plays out in our lives. Whatever we allow to influence our hearts and our minds, it has consequences. It has consequences. Not just now in this life, but in the forever part of us too. What plays out in our lives has impact on people and in the world at large, whether that impact is good or bad. Why does our heart matter to God? Because it's the foreverness of us. And it's the foreverness of us that God wants to be in and a part of forever. And then why does it matter to God what happens in our heart? It's because what happens in our heart comes out in our lives. It matters. Any self-reflecting person can quickly recognize that there are always things that we can enhance, make better, do better. Is anyone in the room agreeing today? Got any reflective people? At this time of year, people are busy setting themselves new goals, new challenges, new diets, new whatevers. And uh, you might be asking questions like this, how can I be healthier? Anyone? How can I be more successful? How can I be fitter? Why do I, what kind of things do I need to drop? What kind of things do, did you just laugh when I said, how can I be fitter? Are you trying to make a statement about my 40th year? Oh, you guys. You might be asking questions, what kind of things do I need to drop this year in order to do better? You might be asking, what kind of things do I need to pick up to do better? How will I become the person I want to be? this year. I don't know if you're asking any of those questions. I have an ambition, a desire, a vision of a better me. And that better me is an avid reader, a connoisseur of intelligent books. I don't know what it is, but for a long time, I've just wanted to be able to be a real avid reader. Now, if you're anything like me, you're maybe going to Waterstones and see like, oh, that's a nice front cover. Be inspired by the blurb. Pick up the book. Read the first two chapters as soon as you get home and then don't pick it up for a year. Anyone else like me? Just me? Okay, okay, I'm not alone, I'm not alone. I have this desire to consume wisdom, to become a philosopher and, and to be able to really dig deep into the world of intellect and literacy, uh, literacy? Uh, literature and just be a well-learned man. So what did I do? On the Christmas holiday, I went to Waterstones and I bought myself a new book. Guess what? I read the first two chapters, loving it. Guess what? I haven't read for two weeks. It's a book called Protestants. 
It's a history slash theology book, Linz. No, it's amazing. Just got to Martin Luther, right, Sam? Okay, so, so I've got this ambition. And so I'm trying, every year I try and set myself a new routine. I'm not a big drinker personally, but I have done, I'm in the middle of dry January. I don't know if anyone else is having a go at that at the moment. And so we, we set ourselves off with new goals and new ideas of setting ourselves up to be the people we want to be. So I don't know whether you're focusing on your mind or your body or your soul in your goal making this year, or maybe all three, I don't know. I don't know if you've started listening to a favorite podcaster or YouTube influencer to try and give you some, uh, some inspiration about how you can kickstart 2023. Maybe you've, um, you've had uh, Wim Hof's book for Christmas and uh, you're practicing cold showers every day to get yourself ready for the day and everything it entails. Maybe you're practicing your breathing techniques to get your mind under control. I don't know what it is. Whatever it is inspiring you, we're trying to move forward. We're trying to get better. And of all the things that we could try and improve in our lives, the scriptures would teach us that the thing to pay most attention to is our hearts, is our hearts. There's this scene in Matthew 22 where Jesus is being questioned by the religious coaches, the religious influencers, the religious mentors and standard setters of Jewish society. There's these two groups called the Sadducees and the Pharisees and They're factions of the same religion and they're trying to influence their community in slightly different ways because they reckon they've got it all together. And they ask Jesus this, the Pharisees ask Jesus this. They say, teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And he said to them, you shall love the Lord your God with all your and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. So when it came to Jesus' ministry, when it came to Jesus being put on the spot and they wanted to know, what matters most, teacher Jesus? What matters most, coach Jesus? What matters most, amazing rabbi? He says this, love the Lord your God with all your heart. That's where it starts. That's where it starts. What mattered to Jesus most of all, the key thing for Jesus was to love God with all of your heart. The Jesus, he, he loved God so much that his love of the Father meant that he only ever did what he saw his Father doing. Jesus' love for Father God meant that he was always about his Father's business. Have you heard these words before? No matter what, because of his love for Father God, Jesus always responded with, not my will, Lord, but your will be done. Why was he having such a, uh, uh, such a way about it? It's because for Jesus, it was a no-brainer. The number one thing for you and for me, if it was number one for Jesus, we might as well follow it, is love the Lord your God with all of your heart. If we're going to live wide open, expansive, successful lives, full of purpose and impact. That sounds like a good life, doesn't it? If we're going to be Christians who grow stronger in our faith this year and, uh, and we have a hope that is ever growing, if we're going to experience a deeper love, the deeper love of God and deeper love with people, if we're going to have a greater joy, then we need to allow ourselves to be mentored, discipled, coached by Jesus. He's the author. He is the way, the truth, and the life. So we would do really well as followers of Jesus to make his priority our priority. Is that a bit of a no-brainer this afternoon? 
So the call this afternoon is let's love the Lord, our God, with all of our... Wow. The difference maker, the game changer, the key to being in the center of God's will for our lives, the key to living for God, the key to shining bright in our communities, the catalyst for growth and peace and the power of God in our lives, the key to being used by God is to love the Lord your God with all of your heart. Oh, okay, 2023 just got a little bit brighter. It's as simple as love the Lord your God with all of your heart. You may have noticed at the end of that scripture, Darren, if we can just peg back once, it says this. It says that love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your mind. And then he says the second commandment is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus says, if you get these two things nailed, everything else falls into place. Love God, love people. Wow. To love God with all of our hearts. So the question is, how do we love God? How do we love God? How do we love a God who is not here in the flesh? We can't hug him to show him that we love him. So what on earth can we do to show God that we love him? How can we love God? This particular scripture, the particular word love, written in the original Greek that it was written in, it is this word agapeo. Have a go at it. Agapeo. Agapeo. If you want to do a little Greek accent, you're very welcome. Agapeo. And this word love, agapeo, it means these things. It means to welcome. It means to entertain. Brackets. Show hospitality. Give consideration. Cherish company. What a beautiful thing. To love God is to welcome God. Host God, entertain God, not like a court gesture, court jester. Entertain as if you're having someone around your house. Entertain. Open your home, open your life. So, how do we begin to love God? We welcome God. Welcome God with all of your heart, church. Welcome His Holy Spirit. He's already present in you who believe. Welcome His character. He's good. He's really lovely. He's gentle and humble in heart. Welcome his leadership. Welcome God for who he is. Not what you think he is or what you want him to say. Welcome God with all of your heart. What a beautiful thing Jesus was saying that day. To love God, it means to consider his ways. Take on board his advice. Regard his thoughts as mattering more than your own thoughts. Make room for his presence. Wow. How are we going to experience breakthrough in our spiritual, in our emotional, in our mental, in our physical lives this year, it is by doing what Jesus said we ought to do and consider first is love the Lord your God with all of your heart. I don't know if you're sitting in church this afternoon and your heart's on fire for God or your heart feels a little uh, in the dark right now, but here is it. Welcome God. Welcome him. Welcome him. Let me encourage you right now, if God is welcoming your life, 
you are indeed loving God. Right now, if the ways of the Lord are considered in all you do, you are loving God. Good job, people. You are loving God. Perhaps we need to ask some questions this afternoon. Young people, older people, everyone in between, where is God welcoming your life right now? Where is God welcome? I'd be remiss if I didn't ask the other question. Maybe ask yourself, is God welcoming every part of my life? Is God welcoming every part of my life? Did you notice that Jesus said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart? Did you notice that? All your heart. If it's all your heart, I guess it means what? All. I guess it means everything. Does it mean a little bitty bit? Does it mean the left side or the right side? No, it means all your heart. And so as he's saying that, I'm kind of guessing there's different pieces of our heart and you'd be right to presume the same. This word uh, for heart is coming up on the screen. In Greek, it's the word cardiac. Does that remind you of anything to do with the heart? Cardiac is where we get the idea of cardiac from. Okay, so this is what it means, your heart. Your heart and my heart it is the, the seat of our thoughts, seat of our passions, desires, appetites, affections, purposes, endeavours, affections and emotions. Our heart, if you like, is, is a throne. And these things sit in that throne. So when Jesus is saying, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, what he's really saying is, welcome God into all of your thoughts. Welcome God into all of your passions. Welcome him into your desires, your appetites, your affections, purposes, endeavours, affections and emotions. Affections is up there twice, whoops. (laughs) Typo. Welcome the Lord your God into every part of who you are. Let me ask a question. Where is your heart right now? Where are your desires right now? Where are your appetites right now? Where's your thinking at right now? Love the Lord your God with all of them. Welcome him into all of those things. What are the passions of your life? Joel's passionate about cars right now. It's really cool. What are you passionate about right now? What are your hobbies? What are the things you give your life to? Maybe there are some passions that are just really not good and you do not ever want them coming to light. What are your passions? What are the endeavours that you're trying to achieve? What are the appetites that are causing you to feed on things that are healthy or unhealthy? What are your affections affecting? Welcome the Lord your God into all these things. To love God with our whole hearts means to welcome his influence into every part of our being. Imagine your life is a house and God knocks on the front door. It's the difference between having a chat on the doorstep but keeping him at arm's length and then inviting him in. And then where do you invite him in? Do you invite him into the, um, in, into the living room that you've actually decorated in your house? Woo, we've done it. Do you invite him into that part because the sofas are nice and the paint job's done and things will all look rosy? Or do you go to the next room, which is not looking so great? Do you allow him to use your bathroom? Do you allow him to, to go out and play in the garden? Like, like if, if, if our life was a house and God knocked on the door, where do we allow him in and where do we not allow him in? Do we invite him into every room? 
You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart. In other words, welcome God and host him at every level of your life. Is this bringing any light this afternoon? Is this bringing some help this afternoon? I wonder where you are in your thinking right now, church, as you sit in these pews. Maybe it's, Lord, I love my wife. I love my husband. Help me to love them in the truest sense. I want your influence in my marriage. Lord, I love my kids so much. I welcome your influence to help me be the best mum or dad that I possibly can be. These things sound like passions and emotions and desires, don't they? Lord, I don't have a husband or a wife. I want your influence in that place. Come on, God. Lord, I love my job. Help me glorify you in it. Lord, I'm not satisfied with where I am right now. I welcome your influence to bring me some direction and hope, please, Lord. Maybe you're sitting there thinking, Lord, I've got dreams. I've got ambitions. I want your influence in the mix of it all. Perhaps you're sitting there and your heart's full of, Lord, I have this habit. And I need your influence to break it. Lord, I love you, but there are things in my life that are not in line with your ways. I welcome your influence to change the course of things. Loving God with all our hearts. Welcoming, hosting God into all of these areas. I've written a few things down. God's purposes, God brings purpose to our passions. None of us want misdirected passions. God's love brings purpose into our passions. God's design brings design to our desires. God's love for us delivers a hunger in us for the right things. I want to encourage you this afternoon that if you make God your first passion, any other passion will will fall in line. If you make God your first passion, Every other passion will fall in line. If God is your first desire, all other desires will, guess what? Fall in line. If you're hungry for God first, you will grow in your appetite for what is good and right. Does that make sense this afternoon? So in this 2023, we welcome God with all of our hearts. Love the Lord your God with all your heart. It's the key. It was the key for Jesus living his life to the full. It's the key for us to live our lives to the full. Now let's be honest. We talked about grace the other week and there will be momentary lapses of concentration. There will be momentary times of, of not loving God with every part of us. So, so when our appetites go awry or when our passions become misdirected or our emotions get the better of us, we can be confident that the grace of God is ready to receive us back and redirect our course. Is that good news this afternoon? There's a final scripture coming up on the screen. And it's King David. You remember King David right at the start? The unlikely candidate. But God saw his heart and said, I can do something with that boy. That boy grew up to be the king of Israel. He grew up to write most of the Psalms that inspire us. In fact, the Psalms were Jesus' hymn book. Did you know that? That rejected son who God saw the heart of became the worship writer of all the songs that Jesus would have sang growing up. And this is what David says in Psalm 73. He says, Lord, I'm continually with you. 
Is that anyone else's heart's desire this afternoon? Lord, I am continually with you. You hold my right hand. You guide me with your counsel. And afterward, you will receive me to glory. Who have I got in heaven but you? And there is nothing on earth that I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Is that incredible? My flesh and my heart may fail, but the Lord is the strength of my heart. Wow. The strength of my heart, the strength of my passions, the strength of my emotions, the strength of my desires, the strength of my appetites. Wow. <laughs> Does anybody um, use the Lectio 365 app? All right. So it's a little app that leads people in a daily devotion. And they'll often start with, oh, wait, it's normally a German voice, isn't it? It's got a really cool, deep German voice. Lord. And he says, regather my scattered senses. Has anyone heard that? No, it sounded like Reinhard. I was trying to do a Reinhard bunker. Regather my scattered senses. Your dreams might be scattered one way. Your passions might be scattered another. Your emotions might be over here. Your thoughts might be over here. But what the love of God does, what the welcome of God does, is he regathers our scatteredness and points us in the direction he wants us to go. That is good news for our souls this year. <laughs> I'm going to ask the band to come up. Lynn's preached the message on this a while ago. And it's from the scripture, the psalm, that says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. <laughs> I want to encourage you that as we love the Lord our God with all of our heart, as we welcome and consider God, that's what we do when we love God, we welcome him. What happens is his light, his influence is upon our hearts. And what happens is in that transfer of love between us and God, our desires start to look like his desires. His desires start to morph into our desires. And so God who is no man's debtor, gives us the desires of our hearts. Not because we're selfish and want something different, but we've become one with God in our love for him, and it becomes clear what he wants for us, and so we go for what he wants for us in this life. Church, we will see God's blessing on the outside of our lives when we welcome him evermore on the inside. I'm 40 years old this year. How about that? None of you are surprised. You're all looking at the grey in my beard. <laughs> You're looking at the grey. I've got walrus tusks for grey hairs in the old beard there. And I must admit, I thought that by the time I'd reached 39, coming up to 40, that I would have this faith walk, this God thing, absolutely nailed, smashed out of the park, hole in wand. And I am realising that I still have so much to learn and I still have so much God to experience and I still have so much forgiveness that I need to receive and forgiveness I need to give. There's still so much I need to understand about His grace and how it works. There's still so much about God and His miracles that I want to see. And 
There are no perfect disciples, but there are devoted ones. There are no perfect disciples, but there are devoted ones. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart. What are you saying in your heart right now this afternoon? We are so blessed to have a God who meets us at every stage of our life, every stage of our journey, every age that we are, every situation we're in, in times of prosperity and in times of barely anything. He's the God who is always with us. Wow. In the book of Revelation, there's a scripture that says, I've only got one thing against you, says Jesus, to this particular church. So I've only got one thing against you. You're doing really well, but I've got one thing against you, and it's this, you've forgotten your first love. Forgotten your first welcome. Forgotten your first consideration. Come back to me. Come back to me. This afternoon is a call for us as a Christian community following Jesus Christ the Messiah. It's a call for us to return to our first love, which is, let's say it together, love the Lord your God with all of your heart. And then Jesus himself in Matthew 6, I think it is, he says, he says, seek first, not seek second, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything you need in life will be given to you. Isn't that incredible? Wow. Don't go chasing after everything, hoping to get a glimpse of God amongst all the clamor of it all. Instead, seek God first and then notice him in everything you have. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart. And he's not asking us to love him because he needs you to love him. He's calling you into a deeper relationship with him because when you do love him, when you do welcome him, when you do consider his thoughts above your own, there you will be blessed from the deepest part of who you are. Let's adopt an attitude of prayer right now. Let's talk to God. Allow me to give you some helpful questions as you're talking to God. What am I giving my heart to first? What am I giving my heart to first? Is it you, Lord? I'm not scared, God, because I know you don't want to take any of these things away from me, but the pursuit of happiness, the pursuit of wealth, pursuit of career, pursuit of relationships, pursuit of things, have got in the way of me a little bit. I give you my heart again, Lord. I give you my heart, Lord. I'm going to lead some some words and you might want to respond in your heart to these. 
First one is this, Lord, I welcome you into every part of me. I welcome you into every part of me. Lord, I welcome you into my every day. Lord, I welcome you into the great areas of my life. Lord, I welcome you into the places I'm not so proud of. Lord, I welcome you into my dreams for the future. Lord, I welcome your counsel for the decisions that I need to make. I welcome your influence. Lord, I welcome you to reign in my life. For the first time or once again, Lord, I submit my heart to your goodness. I submit my heart to your discipline. I submit my heart to your leadership. I submit my passions to your righteousness. I submit my emotions to the living hope of your loving care. I submit my appetites to what is healthy for holiness sake. Lord, I give you my heart. Let's just take a minute. You pray your own prayers. Tell the Lord where he's welcome, if he's welcome. And ask him to come and bring his influence. you have my heart and I am yours Lord you have my heart and I am yours Lord you have my heart and I am yours Lord you have my heart and I am Oh, yeah. Lord, you have my heart and I am yours. Lord, you have my heart and I am yours. Lord, you have my heart and I am yours. Forever, forevermore. Lord, you're welcome in this heart. We sing. Lord, you're welcome in this heart. Lord, you're welcome in this heart. Lord, you're welcome in this heart. 
Thank you, Lord. If you're saying to the Lord this afternoon, God, I'm resetting the sat-nav. I've missed a few turns. I've tried to take shortcuts and faster routes. And it's got me in a mess. <laughs> I'm resetting the course today to love my God with all my heart. This afternoon, you're saying to Jesus for the first time, Lord, I need your holy influence in my life, and so I welcome you into my heart and life, and I ask you to speak to me by your Holy Spirit, and things right that are wrong, and dispel the things that have separated me from you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you are inviting and making the Lord welcome this afternoon, why don't you stand and we'll sing someone else's words in a minute, but why don't you just stand and pray? You may want to hold your hands high in wonderful submission to God and his, his incredible ways. Just stand in his presence. Thank you, Jesus. Bless your holy name. Thank you, Father, Father, Father. You're wonderful, you're wonderful, Lord. You're wonderful, Jesus. Thank you so much for all that you've done, God. There's no one like you, Lord. Every part of me wants to know my Savior. Oh, thank you, Jesus. It all begins and ends with loving you, Lord. We welcome you, Jesus. Into every passion, every desire, our emotions, our thoughts, our appetites, God, we lay out our heart to you and say, You're welcome, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Bless your holy name, God. Thank you, Father. Thanks again for listening. To hear more of our messages, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and our podcast channel for past preachers. If you feel like you got something out of today's message, why not share it with your friends and spread the good news of Jesus? We are praying for you. We love you. So please, if you need anything at all, check out springschurch.co.uk. God bless.